fam, and welcome back to Well Isn't That Interesting, a podcast where we explore all the fascinating things in our world. As always, I'm not an expert on anything I'm talking about, and therefore mistakes are bound to happen. But I am doing my best with the information I have. With that all out of the way, let's begin. As I have another three weeks to wait on my library holds, I thought we would do something else in the meantime. This topic I find very interesting. It's called stimming. Now what is stimming? Stimming, short for self-stimulatory behavior or stereotypy, is a repetitive sensory simulating activity, usually to relieve some sort of stress. Stimming is most associated with autistic people, but the truth is most people stim. Stimming can be clicking a pen on and off, or wiggling your leg, or tapping your fingers against a table. Stimming is usually used as a way to deal with sensory overload or underload by physically releasing the current stressor. There are many different ways individuals can self-stimulate. There are as many kinds of stim as there are senses. And this includes more than just the five senses you were taught in school. For example, you have your sense of balance, a sense of the amount of space you take up and where your limbs are in that space, a sense of time, and many more, which is definitely another episode. So for all the things you feel and experience, there are stims that you can use to activate and satisfy all of them. And a lot of the time, a single simulation will satisfy multiple senses at once. For example, one of the most common stims you will encounter is rocking, which is both a balance stimulation and a movement stimulation. Another quite common stim is arm flapping, which is both a movement stim and an auditory stim because you hear your hands moving through the air and colliding with your sides. The third stim that almost everyone uses is clicking a pen on and off, which is an auditory movement and pressure simulation. One of my personal techniques is grabbing the skin between my thumb and four fingers with my other hand and tugging on it gently. I find this especially useful because it's relatively discreet and good for calming me down or relieving headaches with the pressure points. So what are some general categories for self-stimulation? The first is physical stimming. These are stims that get your body moving in any way. Stuff like rocking, hand waving, kicking the air, or smaller like tapping your thumb to each of your fingers repeatedly. Another category is auditory stimulation. This is a category where you make sounds or you listen to sounds being created. This category includes humming, yelling, repeating phrases, singing, making music or noise, and listening to video and audio clips over and over again. Anything that includes sound can apply to this category. There are also visual stims, like turning lights on and off, staring at the way glitter moves or light reflects off an object, repeatedly opening and closing your eyes, 
pressing the palms of your hand against your eyes and watching all of the spots and light dance when you open it, your eyes. Then there are pressure stims. This involves applying pressure to your own body. Weighted blankets are really good for that, as well as deep pressure therapy, either through massage or an animal sitting on you. There are many other categories of self-stimulation, but these are some of the most common. So, why do people stim? And moreover, why do autistic people stim? People stim for many different reasons, but it can be broken down into two major reasons for stimulation. Overload and underload. For example, one person might tap their fingers out of boredom, while another will tap their fingers due to nervousness or anxiety. Things like ADHD and autism affect how people perceive sensory input, making both sensory overload and underload much more apparent to them. People with autism and ADHD can have a very hard time focusing on one thing and tend to focus on everything around them. If there's only one thing to focus on, their minds tend to wander or search the room for other things to focus on. Self Stimulation can give people a way to focus their attention by playing with their hands or a stim object. While occupying their senses, like touch or sight, people can focus their minds and their ears on whatever they need to focus on. That is also why some people with autism won't look at you when you're speaking. It's not because they're not listening. It's because looking at your eyes can be too overwhelming. So looking away from you can actually make it easier for them to listen and understand. Personally, I have a speaker set up at my computer desk that includes a large bass speaker on the ground. While I'm focusing on something, I will subconsciously start rocking it back and forth with the corner of my foot. It helps me focus on my main task much easier. And it's what I'm doing right now as I record. Also, if you're curious about the slight thud in the last episode, that was my speaker base hitting the ground because my foot slipped. Whoops! No discussion about stimming would be complete without mentioning more destructive stimulations like headbanging, biting, hitting, or scratching. These tend to harm or cause pain to the person using them. I believe the most important question to ask when these stims occur is what is causing this behavior? and not how do I stop this person. The first thing to check should be, is there anything in the environment that I can remove or change to make the person feel more comfortable? This type of harmful stress relief is usually a sign of discomfort and them trying to cope with something they don't otherwise have the skill to deal with. If the cause of this discomfort cannot be found, or if it is found and cannot be removed, the second question is still not, how do I stop this unwanted stim? But rather, how do I replace this aggressive stim with a less harmful one that still gives the individual the same release? One example is instead of banging one's head against a wall, you can cover your ears with your hands and proceed to tap your head with your fingers, which can create a similar effect without damaging the body. Another example is instead of biting your arms, fingers, or the inside of your cheeks, you can grab a chewing stim toy or some really tough gum. The quarter gumballs are great for this. 
this doesn't always work. When I was in school, I rode the bus with other more severely autistic kids. And one of the children would bite his arms raw. His parents were trying to get him to use a stim toy to bite instead. But the stim toy didn't give him the same type of satisfaction as biting his arms. So he would spit the object out and go back to biting his arms. At this point, if you need help changing a harmful behavior because nothing has worked, it's best to consult an autism specialist, neurologist, who can help find an alternative that is healthier and just as satisfactory. At the end of the day, stimming is a fact of life for all types of people. It's just a part of life and nothing to be afraid or ashamed of. Everyone stims differently and at the end of the day, it's our differences that make us all great and unique. So next time you see someone rocking back and forth or flapping their hands or humming to themselves, that's not a sign that there's something wrong with that person. Self-stimulation is just how they express themselves and are able to interact with our great big world. Just see it as another layer of music in the orchestra of our lives. This episode has been difficult, but I think it's important to talk about. Most of the sources I use were from people that have autism because I think they are better equipped to explain why stimming is so important. A source that will not be listed below is my best friend Banana Brunson who appears in the gaming content occasionally. Because her insight helped me unravel the tangled thread of thoughts in my mind. Her insights from living with autism herself and with a brother on the more severe side of the spectrum helped me understand this thing that we tend to not talk about. There are many opinions that I have chosen not to express in this piece because I find them destructful and harmful to those who utilize stimming as a way to stay healthy. There will probably be more episodes on and around this subject. And there are definitely an episode on autism down the line, as well as ADHD and many others. I love psychology. And I think it's fascinating how everybody's mind works so differently and yet so similarly. It's so fun. If you want to know where I got my sources, they're in the YouTube description. I left a link to the playlist I created with all the YouTube videos I found information on. I highly recommend watching them too. And maybe subscribing because there's some really cool people out there. If you want to contact me, you can either leave it in the comments if you're on YouTube. I'm Cat on the Go on YouTube and Happy Pie on Twitter if you want to get in contact with me. I hope you have had a good time and learned something new. Cheers!